All right, here we go. Happy Tuesday. Lacrosse Talk PM, WIZM, News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. You might be wondering, why is Dave playing Rolling Stones to start off a, a Tuesday afternoon? Uh, well, sad news. Uh, Mick, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones had to postpone the start of their 2019 world tour, uh, Rick, because, well, Mick Jagger had a little heart procedure they put a stent in, so... Uh, we're going to play some Rolling Stones music today. I thought, I thought we lost Mick Jagger. No, and no, not like, God forbid, not yet. And I was like, wait a minute, is this the Tom Petty thing all over again? No, thank goodness, because that was a, that was a hard day for me personally. I mean, not only did we have the uh, largest mass shooting in American history in Las Vegas, we also had Tom Petty lost. It was like yeah. right there in the same time. Very sad. So how long have the, let's do a little history, how long sure. have the Stones been touring? They've been, been like relevant. Uh, since 1963, 62, 63. I mean, and how old is, do you know how old Jagger is? Mick Jagger is 70, I want to say 75 right now, 75, 76. Yeah. He so, could be as young as 74. I'd, just, I'd have to check. And he just, and he just loves that, you think? They, yeah. He must just love going on tour. This guy stays in incredible shape. I mean, as, as, as hard as some of these guys look, right, like Keith Richards and, and Mick Jagger and Charlie Watts for whatever it's worth, they stay in incredible shape because touring like that, the acrobatics, I mean, you were talking about some of the uh, quote-unquote athletics that you would do prior to a volleyball game, right? Like, think about having to be on stage for three hours well, and, then, and yeah, dancing and around like, singing like that. Like, Mick Jagger is the Michael Jordan of rock, right? Like, in terms of... The, I would say maybe, no, I would say he would, he would be more like the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. I mean, like longevity, he, he's totally got it. Yeah. The stats, yeah, sure. the, you could all say stats. Debatable on whether or not he'd be the Michael Jordan. more Will Chamberlain, though, right? Well, I don't know. Will Chamberlain was really dominant, but in a, in a, short, in a short span. So, well, I, then the, the terms of having to work out, these guys probably have to do, you know, they work out in a different cat, you know, in a different way. Yeah, sure, for sure. But like, it's just kind of just kind of amazing at seventy some years old and he's out touring. It's incredible. I, it, for me, it's one of those things that is. Uh, I'm a huge music fan, by the way. And uh, if you don't know that, it's it spans a spectrum, right? So it could be classic rock, which we love a lot here, blues, bluegrass, country music, hip hop, reggae, reggaeton. You you name it, I've listened to it, and I probably like somebody in that genre. But for me, as an artist, you know, and I guess that sounds crazy, like. Why am I an artist? It doesn't matter. We don't have to get into it right now. But as an artist, I loved seeing people continue to be relevant as they got older, right? Uh, Pablo uh, Picasso, his blue period was in his 80s. I mean, he had like 19-year-old girlfriends when he was an 80-some-year-old man. I mean, his relevance remained uh, to his dying day. And, and, and similarly, uh, Bob Dylan, who's in that particular camp, he's on tour again right now in Europe. Uh, just started the leg of his 2019 tour. So uh, you just kind of wrapping this all back in here. Why am I playing this Rolling Stones music? And we're going to play it all day long. Uh, it's because Mick Jagger had a little heart procedure. Now, this meant that his Rolling Stones weren't at the New Orleans Jazz Fest, which is going on right now in, in New Orleans. Guess who took their place? Pearl Jam. No. It, actually, better, but sort of close on, on certain levels. Uh, Led Zeppelin. The reunion, actually, of Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones, Robert Plant, and Jason Bonham, who is John Bonham's son. And John Bonham was the, uh, the drummer. So that was kind of cool. Saw that in the news. Uh, also, online, WYZMnews.com, your home for all things news here in La Crosse and the surrounding regions. Uh, interesting story Drew Kelly put up here, uh, put up, I guess, earlier today. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rick. Uh, the Dahl Auto Group is uh, set to purchase Honda. Oh, okay, yesterday. All right, so the Dahl Auto Group set to purchase Honda. Um, I think that seems like a good move, right? Dahl's a, a great company. They, they've got nine, I think, other brands. Curious if that's going to change your purchasing. At all? Are you a Honda person? Well, what what I was when I talked to Drew about this a little bit, we still had questions, and it's just a matter of like you know sometimes you're just not going to get answers. As I believe they're going to move Honda to Alaska. 
if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that's what Drew said. So this won't be a Honda dealership downtown. This could be wrong. This is just me him bantering. Um, and I'm trying to skim the story again to make sure. Well, Andrew Dahl says, uh, we have a lot of plans for growing the Dahl Honda brand. Uh, this is a quote from our story, WIZMnews.com. That includes uh, building a brand-new Generation 3 Honda image facility. So it seems that the Dahl family is in- intent on keeping Honda. As a matter of fact, uh, Andrew went and said, we think Honda is a good addition to the nine brands that we offer. Um, adding Honda to the mix, we're really excited about uh, excited about it to serve the area in this new capacity. So, yeah. so and, and I thought they might move a Honda dealership. Oh, to but Honda. they're going to keep yeah. Honda. Yeah, they're yeah, going to keep the Honda. Not, not get rid of, yeah, they didn't buy it to just get rid of Honda. Right, right, right. Get okay. rid of these yeah, yeah, I was right. Japanese cars. Oh, boy, yeah, no, these they're Japanese the cars, they run forever. Uh, <laughs> hey, America's gotten a lot better on their on their car game here recently. I love the style of the new Chevy. I've got a GMC Canyon. It's awesome. Working them out so that that's what I was wondering if they, and I'm not sure, but if they took the Honda dealership mm-hmm. and moved the facility, and now it's going to be a Honda dealership in Dow on Alaska. Okay, right? Then there's a big Honda empty lot, or you know what? Are, and then what are they going to do with the Honda space? Sure, I was wondering. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. We'll have to. Well, maybe we'll see if Andrew Dahl's listening. Hey, call us, the Better Hearing Center, talking text line, 785-7914. Um, listen, I, I want to talk about a couple of things today, and, and we could take it any way you guys want to do it, right? So. I've got a question that's sort of like, it's starting to bubble up in my mind more and more and more. And, Rick, when I sent you an email earlier today, I jokingly said you're somewhat already in this particular camp, so I think it would be fun to get your perspective on this. But it's it's become increasingly clear, and this isn't my opinion, this is just a fact, it's become increasingly clear that retirement, as we know it, for, say, your parents' generation, Rick, my grandparents, um, you know, the generation of baby boomers and even slightly before, but we'll use baby boomers for the most part. It's in, in, incredibly clear that retirement for us, 38, 40, 50-year-old men and women in, in this country, is going to be much different than retirement was for the last few generations, much less secure. And not just less secure because of Social Security, which is under threat, but less secure because of the cost of living versus the cost of, of increases in your retirement. So many different things happen when you retire that you don't necessarily think of going into it, right? Your mortgage insurance uh, which is one of your largest write-offs as an individual ever in your taxes, is most likely gone. You've paid off your house at some point, so you don't have that particular deduction. Uh, perhaps you had a large pension, a 401K, a, a stock plan that, that's fed you money over the years. Um, how are these paying out comparative to what your cost of living are? So my question today is, not that, you know, because that's a thing. That, that's just going to be a reality. It's going to be different, difficult for many people to retire in any sort of fashion in the years to come. So... Are we reassessing, Rick, you know, in our 40s, in our 50s, what a work-life balance should be? Are we going to reassess the idea that a retirement is a set date in which you just stop working, you go home, you sit on the couch, you read the paper, and perhaps you play a lot of golf? Or is it going to be more along the lines of you continue to work in some capacity until basically you expire? You're just going to continue to have some sort of job and and partly because it will keep you going, but also partly because you're going to need the money. So I'm curious from our listeners to get their perspective. Again, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Are you starting to reassess work life balance? Because I'm starting to think about that a lot more. What about you? Uh, how do you feel about your work life balance? Do you think you work too much? Are you trying consciously to make an effort uh, to enjoy things now that you perhaps might not be able to do uh, when you're older? I'd love to hear about that. Seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. I also looked at the states that we would most likely talk to here today on, on WIZM, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, of course. What does it cost on average to retire in, in one of our three states? 
and I think the number might surprise you. Uh, I also looked into a couple of different things that you know retirees do for work. What, what, what are some jobs that are out there for us as we continue to age? Because, again, for me, the work-life balance is so vitally important, right? And as I sit here today, I'm 38 going on 39 uh, this upcoming year. Rick, how old are you? 40. You're 40. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're all right there in that, I mean, let, let's face it, middle-aged. If we're going to look at the average life expectancy of a human man uh, in America, about 76, 77 years old. So we're right there at middle-aged. I'm starting to look at a couple of different creative opportunities, things perhaps I could do, even if it's at my home studio and uh, perhaps other things here around the studio as well. But you've got to look at that work-life balance really carefully. I mean, how much is it worth for me to not have time with my family, with my son, with my wife, in order to make more money? And will it ultimately make that much of a difference? You have this phrase in volleyball. It's called smarter, not harder. <laughs> so when the, the set isn't there and you want yeah, to hit it yeah. over, you don't just smash it because you're going to hit it in the net sure. and hit it out. You just hit it smarter, sure. softer, ease it in. Okay. And, uh, I mean, as a millennial, we don't want to work hard anyway, right? Oh, That's what we've been seeing. Millennial sympathetic. Not mo- I mean, we've been, we've been thinking how, how to work smarter sure. all the time, sure. right? Like just the work at, working from home and right. stuff like that. So I think a lot of that's going to be like, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to have to go to work. Sure, okay. As much and and I think that you're probably right. More and more uh, the commute thing uh, is becoming less of a necessity because we've got technology, right? We can be on our cell phones. We can be on our laptops or our home computers. You don't necessarily need to be tethered to one particular and the robot, place. Are robots going to do a lot of these other jobs? Oh, God. Uh, that it fix the robot. Actually, that's going to be something coming up soon. Hey, listen, let's take one call. What do you say? And then we'll – it's Steve. Steve, thanks for being with us today. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good, doing good. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm 56. Okay. So I'm, I, I know that I'm working till full retirement age, which is okay. six, right now at 67. Okay. Um, and, but I plan on because I know that at that point, just with my aging parents, I just lost my dad, and so I'm working, been helping my mom a lot with everything, that I know that I'll still need money coming in because everything doesn't get paid for. And, and those days are gone. And I, um, I'm, I'm already knowing that when I retire at 67, 68, I'll continue working in some fashion just to have some cash. Sure. And, and I know that. And, you know, and, and it's one of those realizations when I was your guys' age, I thought, yeah, when I get 65, I'll be done and I can just go sit at the cabin <laughs> and I can just fish and the money will just come in. And, and I, you know, in the last 15 years, everything has changed and I know it's not going to. So, yeah, in my respect, I know that when I get to that age, I'll at that point, I'll go over to Ace Hardware and I'll get a job being given for nine dollars an hour, just helping people find the right bowl. You know what's funny about that, Steve? That's one of retail, as a matter of fact, one of the uh, the leading job sectors for those that would like to make more money uh, in retirement. Real quick, because I got to go to news, uh, but I'm curious. It's 56 years old. Knowing now what you do know, right? Like you're not going to be able to check out at 65, 67, and go hang at the yeah. cabin all day. Are you, and, and perhaps you and your wife or you and your family, are you starting to take more control of your private time, your personal time, and say, hey, we better enjoy some of this now while we're making a steady income, while we've got the cash. Let's hit that vacation and not necessarily save it all in our IRA or our, our 401k. Yeah. How do you feel I, about that? I have changed how I do things. I, I, I save for one vacation a year okay. now. 
because I know that when I retire, I probably won't be able to. I probably won't have a physical body to be able to. Sure, I, sure. I've been hard on my body, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I take one really good vacation a year. All right, good stuff. See, hey, thank you so much for your call. I really appreciate you. Thank you very much. 785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Hang around. When Rick and I come back, we've got a couple online. It's WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Happy Tuesday, WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. I'm Dave, he's Rick, and you're here with us on Lacrosse Talk PM. If you'd like to get in touch with the program, we'd love to have you. 785-7914, 608 area code, of course, is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, Rick, who do we have waiting online with us? Tim. Tim, welcome to the program. How are you today, bud? Well, wonderful. Uh, thanks for playing a little... Uh, Rolling Stones. Ah, it's my That's pleasure, awesome. man. It's my pleasure. Well, you know what? I love uh, the opportunity to make like kitschy things like a two for Tuesday. But today I was like, wow, Mick was in the hospital. So, all right, Rolling Stones, here we go. That's all right. Hey, uh, about retirement, um, I'm 57, and okay. I totally plan on retiring at 62. Oh, do you? Okay. But I will have uh, plenty to do. You know, I just don't want to answer the man anymore. Sure, sure. So what are you, um, Tim, let me, uh, let me ask you then. So at 62, you retire. Uh, my mother, by the way, did the same thing. She's a massage therapist, and she took her Social Security because of the business that, that she works in. Uh, you know, she can, you know, have a little bit of both. What do you plan to do uh, when, when you're 62? Are you going to travel more? Are you going to do recreation? Are you going to work some and, you know, also be home some? How, how are you going to be uh, managing that? Well, I, I tell you what, 30 years ago, I made the decision not to rely on Social Security. Okay, good call. So, fortunately, my, yeah, fortunately my employer had a 401K, yep. and I just invested some, and, and we're doing just great. That's so, awesome. uh, Social Security is going to be frosting on the cupcake, but we're definitely going to be doing some traveling and getting around. It's a big world, man. Yeah. A lot to see. Yeah, a lot to experience. Well, that's really great, and, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to hear you say that it, Oftentimes it gets overlooked, Tim, how important contributing to uh, a free money pool, like a, an employee-matched 401K, how valuable that can be. So 32 years, where do you work? I work in Winona. Okay. Thanks, Mark. Okay, nice. Well, listen, man, appreciate the phone call. Uh, great hearing from you. Have an awesome rest of your Tuesday. And, and yeah, Tim's he's probably, I think like a lot of us right now, well, I would say maybe at least 65%. This is completely anecdotal, but I'm going to pull a number out of a hat. Let's say 65% of us believe also, like Tim, that Social Security won't be there for us, or at least to a degree, that it was there for our parents or our grandparents. If we can go by that that particular premise, then we, we begin to look for alternatives and alternative ways for us to invest in our own uh, retirement. One of the things, Rick, that I've been really, really studying, and a good friend of mine who is also a financial advisor of mine, still works and lives in Las Vegas, sent me a book, and it's called The Power of Zero. And it's a small book. I mean, it took me, I don't know, a day and a half to read. It's maybe 100 pages. But what it essentially breaks down, Rick, are, are some of the, the strategies in which you can take your retirement to a, a zero taxable base, right? So the 401K that Tim's got, that I've got, that you've got, those are great. Those are tax-deferred buckets of money, right? So the tax rate in the future, like when we take a 401K out and whatever, 20 years from now, well, I guarantee you the tax rate's going to be higher, Right. So you, you want to almost start to, to, to allocate other dollars to things like a Roth IRA, uh, even a traditional IRA, to uh, things like a, a life insurance um, pension plan, which is like a self-funded life insurance property, so to speak, because those are things that you can get tax-free dollars out of. So when you sort of consider, like, Tim, I'm going to retire at 62. I've done real well on these investments. If you're like me or Rick and you're 38, 39, 40, 41, I mean, it's not too late. 
start to dig into what you can do to bring yourself to like a zeroable, like a zero taxable sum, if that makes sense. And again, uh, th- this book that I read is called The Power of Zero, and it got abridged up into early 2018, I believe. So it does include some of the uh, uh, the benefits and, and also some of the, the pitfalls of President Trump's tax plan. I see we've got another call online, 785-7914. Joe, you say? Joe, welcome. How are you, man? Hey, not bad. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Hey, see, I just want to say it's great that you mentioned, you know, tax deferred, but then also Ross as well. Yeah. I think if everybody would just open those two accounts, and plus, if they have their Social Security at the time, sure. I mean, people would be doing a heck of a lot better than the retirees right now. I agree. I agree. Joe, let me ask well, you. Well, we... My wife and I, we learned a long time ago not to rely on Social Security, so we've got five separate accounts going, plus never uh-huh. underestimate stuff in the mattress. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, <laughs> cash you're money's totally real accountable money. for that. No one else can control <laughs> your return on that. That's, that's all right. up to you. That's so right. incorporate that as well, you know, for 20 25% of your retirement. Yeah, Have I mean, a savings account at a bank. Try to earn some interest on it. Get yourself a Roth. Get yourself a 401K. But then, you know, stuff the mattress, too. Joe, let me let me ask you because you sound like you've got a real um, a real grasp on this, and I congratulate you because I think you're probably amongst the few, and, and perhaps we've got you know smarter retirees here in Wisconsin. Um, so you and your wife, do you also though look at like we heard from Steve earlier here today? Do you also look at your your current age, your current situation financially? It sounds like you guys are doing fine. Do you take more advantage, perhaps, than your parents or grandparents of the time that you've got? So as opposed to maybe working that extra ten to fifteen hours a week. Do you go on an extra vacation? Do you go out for a, a, an extra dinner that maybe you wouldn't have you know, 10, 15 years ago where now you're saying, yeah, we should probably do this while we still can? Well, I'm the kind of pack-away squirrel type, okay. and she's the, you know, we might not be around, so enjoy it while you can type. So I think that balances us both out. We travel twice a year. You know, other than that, you know, we pretty much remain pretty frugal. We make sure that we've got tons of equity on the house, and we make sure we're saving all kinds of money and feeding our retirement plans because we do not plan on working a day past 60. I love it. Joe, it sounds like you've got life by the you-know-what, and I'm so excited for you, man. It's been great to hear your voice. I'm, I, you guys have kids, well, I'm assuming? Full, full disclosure, we have no kids, so oh. we are living life for us. You know, I know it's a lot harder for a lot of other people. <laughs> Joe, the only reason I was hoping that you had kids, because I thought, boy, if you've got kids, those are going to be some real contributors to society. But you know what? This goes down to something I've, I've said before to people that will listen. It's always the, the folks that don't have kids you wish you had, like, 12 kids, and the people that have 12 kids you wish you had, like, no kids. Um, all right, it's Lacrosse Talk PM. We're here on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM and 92.3 FM. Rick and I have to take a quick pause for the cause. We've got some news coming up, uh, but we're going to come back. I'm going to tell you where Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota rank as far as the amount of income you would need, at least according to uh, GoBankRates.com, to retire comfortably. Stick around. It's Lacrosse Talk PM. Happy Tuesday afternoon, WIZM, Newstock 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. I'm Dave, he is Rick, this is Lacrosse Talk PM, and we'd love to get you guys here on the program with us at 785-7914. It's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. We can take your calls like we have heard from Steve and Tim and Joe. Uh, we'd be happy to read your text messages as uh, well. Uh, any text there, Rick? I'm, I'm shooting oh, yeah. in the, Turn the, that on. the dark. Oh, <laughs> excuse me, I thought that was already up. That's all right. So, listen, I, I was talking about this on the other side of the break, and if you're just joining in now, welcome aboard. Uh, glad you could be part of the show, and we're 
sure happy to be part of your day. Um, we're, we're talking a little bit about, like, the state of retirement, right? Like, I understand this to be a fact. This isn't my opinion. I'm 38 going on 39 this year. Retirement is going to look way different for people in my age range, Rick's age range, perhaps your age range, than it did for our parents and grandparents. That's just an absolute. Now, the question that I've got today is, are you changing any of the ways in which you live now so that when you are retired, like we heard from Tim, you know, understanding that your body might not necessarily be able to do what it was in your 40s or 50s or even early 60s, are you starting to take more of that time for yourself right now? Are you striking that work-life balance perhaps differently than your parents or grandparents did? Again, the Better Hearing Center talking text line is 785-7914. So Joe texts in, uh, Max Hedrum probably doesn't, probably describes Rick's working, in quotes, from home scene. Yeah. Okay, I love it. He's that. got like a little gif of Max Hedrum. That's great. And he, doesn't, he, he claims that I won't know who that is because I'm a millennial. Oh, you know who Max Hedrum yeah, is. You watch that TV. Is it, wasn't he part of Coke's ads? Yeah, he was, but he was an MTV thing, right? Yeah. Like, so he became a, a, a celebrity spokesperson as not a real person. But, yes, uh, we understand who Max Headroom is. Um, all right, I see there's calls online here, too, as well, 785-7914. I did want to mention this. Uh, where do the three states that are hopefully listening to us today here on 1410 AM and 92.3 FM, uh, where are they at with respect to the national rankings of of Retirement costs, right? What does it take to comfortably retire in the states of Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa? Uh, you'd be happy to know if you're in the state of Iowa. Uh, the state of Iowa, Rick, is is actually quite affordable. It ranks 32nd uh, in overall affordability, meaning the, the closer we get to 50, the more affordable it is. So Iowa, a comfortable retirement, at least according to Go Banking, Go yeah, GoBankingRates.com, and this is published December 12th of 2018. In Iowa, to comfortably retire, it's going to take about 46,000. $256 a year. Now, they said add, uh, or excuse me, and annual spending per capita, excuse me, on housing and utilities in the state uh, is 5600 bucks. so it's 11th lowest in, in the ranking. However, Iowa is amongst the top half of the states uh, for grocery spending and the seventh highest uh, for annual spending on gas and fuel. Yeah, but in Iowa, you grow your own food. You right? can. Like, you can. It'd actually be harder to grow your own food in the Midwest as compared to, like, what? Well, California. I mean, yeah, if you wanted to grow it all year. Then you got to pay for the water out there, right? Yeah. The water. Unless you're a farmer, in which case you're still robbing the uh, Colorado River, which is something that happened in the well, 1930s. Six grand a year to live within retirement. Yes. So is your house paid for? It, like, it right? potentially is, yes. You, uh-huh. you have no, mm-hmm. what, what do you want to call it, like a, like a rent or a mortgage expense? Mostly. Uh, mostly what these things have to do with, and again, this is from GoBankingRates.com. Uh, it has a lot to do with, with health care costs, like we see here, uh, $5,600 a year in, in housing and utilities. So that means property taxes. All right, so we're down um, to get rid of the health care, so we're down to like $38,000. Mm. All right, where, where are we spending this money? <laughs> Overall, it would take about 925000 bucks if you were going to comfortably retire for 20 years in Iowa. Let's go back to the phones here, 785 Number three. Number three? What's happening, man? I thought I'd never hear from you again. How are you, number three? Well, you're going to love retirement. You think so? I'm, I'm wondering if I'll get a chance to see it. But it's like I told you last time, a guy should have two wives and get two social security <laughs> checks. Number three, that's why you're the man, and I'm only yeah. living in your world, man. It's, it's... Anyway, I'll tell you what. I went to when I was going to retire. I worked until I was 73. Okay. My wife, 45. She got tired. Anyway, a lot of people <laughs> come in and going to retire when they're 65 years old. They say, this is it. Well, the first thing they ask is, you got any house payments? Well, yeah, twelve hundred a month. Yeah, right. You got any car payments? Yeah, yeah. I rent one or at least one. And I got another one. That's eight hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Well, right away, the 
average person's Social Security is shot right there. You betcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I, you know what, number three, and this is what, you know, I was going to hit at some point. You talk about that number right there, 2000 bucks. So uh, when we look at the median, all right, so the median income, and this is from, uh, this is from the Census Bureau. Half of Americans age 65 or older have incomes of less than 24224 bucks a year. So you talk, about that two, you, you talk about that two grand a month, that's 24000 right there. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's a the car payment and mortgage. Right there. And then another thing that comes along. What are you going to give your kids for Christmas, yeah. for a present, and their birthday presents, and how many grandkids you got, and there goes some more money. I feel you, man. And listen, three, I appreciate your call today. This is, you know, this is why I'm kind of asking and pondering the question as I approach year forty. The which kids question? Well, no, I've already decided that uh, that wasn't necessarily. Uh, anyways, we'll get into that sub- subject later. But I've got the kid. Okay, we've got one, one and done. And that, that's me. I'm like a college basketball player, right? One and done. Uh, but the thing is, how do we judge work-life balance now, right? So three retired at 73, his wife at 45. Right? So that's different for, for him than it is for her. Uh, but are we reassessing these kinds of things? Wisconsin, by the way, what does it take to comfortably retire in the state of Wisconsin? Well, it's 28th in the nation. That's not terrible. 48485 bucks a year. Now, this is the striking part. For Minnesota, according to GoBankingRates.com for December 12th of 2018, Minnesota is number 12 in the country, most expensive state to retire in. At $54,913. But, Rick, guess what else is kind of interesting about Minnesota? I'm looking. I'm trying to read ahead. That's okay. So I'm like, what's the say, answer? Just say what? What else is interesting about Minnesota? What? It's been ranked the happiest state in the Union. And this according to a new survey that we just talked about this morning on Mornings with Daily Spring. They took that survey in, like, late April. Yes, or yeah, not in December. That is... Or maybe October. We know that for sure. Uh, all right, so let's go back to the phones. Who's, uh, who's up next? Eric. Eric, what's happening, man? Yeah, what do you plan on, uh, how much do you plan on living on after you retire? You're 40 years old, roughly? Yeah, 40, yeah. Have you planned for your future at all? Uh, yeah, no, we do plan. Um, between my wife and myself, we've got a you know a financial advisor that we've worked with for some time. But, you know, honestly, and this is particularly lucky for me, um, I don't plan to actually fully retire. Uh, fortunately, doing the broadcast business, as long as I can remain uh, healthy enough to speak and, 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 you know, healthy enough to be employed. This I'm, is Dave Carney with you. Yes, but it's going to be a different and more dulcet tone with a better baritone. So as long as I can keep doing this, man, I, I'm probably going to be doing Good for you, this. good for you, good for you, good for you. Some people don't, don't have the life you have. Uh, very true. Like very true. 58 years old as a veteran, and I live on Social Security. You there? Yeah, I'm still here, man. And that's, and that's not the easy way to go. I mean, that's not the easy way to go. I know, I know it's not. I got about $4,000 in savings. Okay. And I'm trying to count on some other things coming in, possibly. I got a lot of stuff I want to sell. Sure. But the point is, I just poor planning on my part, okay? I agree with that. I understand that. But I will tell you this. There's a lot of people who live this way in the world today. Everybody's not some big CEO or some uh, 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 position people in a certain yeah. organization or something like that who don't have that. They live day-to-day, job-to-job, work their life to, work their way through life to get screwed over by their employers and stuff like that. But they have no... Yeah, I hear you, man. Listen, uh, we're running up against a break. It's uh, Lacrosse Talk PM. You're listening to WYZM fourteen ten AM ninety two three FM. Uh, would love it if you could hold online with us. The Better Hearing Center talking text line seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Uh, we'll get in as many calls as we possibly can before we head out. It's Dave and Rick on Lacrosse Talk PM. 
Cross Talk PM, WYZM, 92.3 FM and 14.10 AM. I'm Dave. He is Rick, the Better Hearing Center talking text line, 785-7914. Uh, we've got another call on my, we've been talking a lot about retirement today. And, you know, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, be Mr. Doom and Gloom. And just the fact is, retirement's going to look way different for people like Rick and myself. If you're 35, 45, 55 years old, you're looking at your retirement in a much different lens than you were looking at it perhaps 15 or 20 years ago. I mean, judging from some of our callers, uh, Joe in particular, you know, there there is some smart cookies out there, right? Like you're looking at this thing objectively and saying, well, I'm going to have some financial freedom. I better take control of this thing soon and early. So I talked about this uh, book I read also called The Power of Zero. If you want to Google that thing, check it out. It's a really small book. Uh, it was sent to me by a financial advisor of mine in Las Vegas, and it was very uh, interesting. I think it talked a lot about 401Ks and, and IRAs and insurances and how you might be able to reduce some of your taxable burdens uh, as you get older when you won't, as Rick mentioned here, most likely have the benefit of a mortgage uh, that you're paying. And when I say the benefit of that, the interest that you pay every month, which is on the first 15 to 25 years of your mortgage, depending on how it's set up, is a majority of your actual mortgage payment is interest. That interest is a write-off. So if you have a $1,000 a month mortgage payment and let's say $700 of that per month or $500 for easy math, are going towards interest, that's $6,000 a year you're able to write off in your taxes. So when you think about that, it, it just sort of opens your eyes to the, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. My taxes are going to become a, a problem, too, when I'm retired. Is, is this book called The Power of Zero in Business or The Power of Zero? It's just The Power of Zero. Nancy see Lublin? No. No, okay. Um, I'll, I'll actually bring it in uh, here tomorrow. You know what? I'll leave it here for you because it's... um. I'm not exactly sure how widely published it is. Like I said, it's it was, not at the library. As I'm looking at the, uh, the yeah, I, I do not think it's at the library. Again, it was sent to me by a financial planner, and I'll, I'll find it at home. It's a neat little quick read. Again, it took me a day to read it. Um, okay, we've got another call online, and uh, I want to make sure we, we get him in here before we go. Who's up? Uh, no, I forgot. Is it Nathan? Nathan, welcome. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks for calling. Yeah, so you need to listen to the next show because I, you know, I listen to Dave Ramsey yeah. on here all the time. Sure. And you know, you got to think about the the mortgage thing, the six thousand dollars you're talking about for a deduction. Yep. Well, you're only saving your twenty eight, you know, twenty eight percent or whatever. So you're actually going to have more money in cash in hand. But that's not the not really the premise of my call. You have to think about. Um, uh, Life is like the game of Monopoly, you know, and the thing is is that if you are a smart investor and you take it and, and uh, if, you, if you win at Monopoly, you usually buy the cheap real estate and then, you know, you, you accumulate more. Sure. So it's, the, the financial race is not a, is, it is just a, it is, it is a, you know, a long process, slow and steady, small amounts. I remember people retiring uh, in my age group, you know, I mean, not, I mean, when I was alive as a child, but they retired on just their Social Security and some small amount of savings, which was just mind-boggling, you know, in yeah. this day and age. People, you know, you probably couldn't afford to retire on just your uh, Social Security. Yeah, I don't think, so, I don't think you, you could know, anymore, yeah. and that's kind of the question here. So, I mean, let, let me ask you, Nathan, I mean, with respect to that and knowing that you're a Dave Ramsey guy, which I'm too, uh, you know, rich dad, poor dad, Dave Ramsey, I mean, uh, that that's my wheelhouse here. Have you adjusted at all, though, your life? Because I wanted to get to this a little bit as well. Have you adjusted at all how you go about your day-to-day life, knowing that perhaps retirement won't be the same? And, and maybe you're like our caller, Joe, and you've got all this lined up, which is exceptional. But do you do anything more to take control of your uh, work-life balance now? Have you found other ways in which you can enjoy some of your money, say, prior to your retirement? Oh, yes. 
Yes, definitely, because uh, I'm a colon cancer survivor. I was diagnosed at age 48. So Wow. So, yeah, I, I, I try to enjoy things a little bit more. It, it really sure. set, my, uh, set my life into perspective, you know, see? Yeah, yeah I, well, listen, so, absolutely. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're here for the call, man. It's really good talking to you then. It's a heck of a story. You bet. You have a great evening. All right, Nathan, you too. We really appreciate your call. And, uh, yeah, congratulations on surviving colon cancer. Talk about a tough customer. Uh, that is not an easy thing. Um, listen, we're almost out of here in about two, two and a half minutes. Uh, really enjoy the time with you guys as always. It's super fun. Next Tuesday I'll be back. And, of course, Rick will be here with you all week long. Rick, coming up tomorrow, this is kind of your, uh, your, your solo day here tomorrow. So what are you, uh, what are you planning? Guest special guests coming in? Is, it, is there going to be a gaggle of, like, mayoral candidates or those who have, like, um, I, I don't know, uh, what was that guy, uh, the, the really upset uh, dude that's always calling, making a, a real jerk of himself, Greg Luce. Um, do, you, do you bring in people like that in the studio, like when you're just, like, bored and, and, and kind of want to talk about electoral like, probably, colleges and city council votes? I probably wouldn't bring Greg Luce in. No, I wouldn't although, recommend that. But um, Although I think they, the Tea Party in the Cross actually... We had like a, a thing where if they won a contest, they oh. got to host a show. Oh, really? And that was years ago. And I think Greg was yeah. part of that, but sure. I can't Makes exactly sense. remember. Well, they have good costumes. So, so I, I, friend, I think that's my probably. friend Luke's going to call in, and we're going to talk about who knows what. All right, that sounds riveting. Do you want me to call in? Because I could give you a couple things. I mean, you know, we could always just kind of shoot the breeze if that's what you're looking well, for. Well, that's kind of what we're going to do. Okay. All right. Well, good. Good stuff there. Uh, WIZM's always at the forefront of breaking news. And by the way, uh, if you're looking to keep yourself up to date on all local news stories, WIZMnews.com is the place I'd like you to go see. Uh, currently, we've got a great little write-up here about uh, the Dahl Auto Group taking over the Honda dealership. And, yeah, I am curious to see what if they do, if the Dahl Group ends up moving that Honda dealership from right here in downtown, what would become of that space? I mean, I can think of a number of uses for it. I mean, first of all, housing's at a premium. If, if the Dahl family wanted to tear that down and put up an apartment complex or a hotel, they could probably get well, it done instantly. Well, I was wondering, like, I mean, it's their property. Do they get anything? Do the, does the city say you can only do this or that? Sure, they're zoning. They're yeah. zoning with all that, right? So I don't know what it's zoned for. It might be zoned specifically for an auto dealership because, I, I, and actually, I don't know if that's a specific zoning regulation here. Um, out west, I know that there was some regulations, especially with respect to autos, that, that were n- nearly unbreakable. The, the auto industry is a very interesting one. If we had another hour, which who knows, maybe we will at some point, uh, we could talk about that because it's very interesting how they just, you know, they, it's a closed loop basically, right? You either own an auto company or you buy it from, like, your parent or somehow you get a hold of it. They just don't come out. Like, you can't just start all sorts of new auto companies very when easily. I was a kid, Dad had like 14 cars. We were always selling the cars. <laughs> the side of the That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, guys and gals, it's been a lot of fun. Again, WIZM tomorrow morning. Mike Hayes back here with uh, some lacrosse talk AM. I'll be back at least for sure next Tuesday here with uh, with you, Rick, of course, tomorrow, uh, talking to his buddy about, I, I don't know, whatever. It's going to be probably a lot of Star stuff. Wars. Yeah, there you go. Probably <laughs> Star Wars. You guys have a great night. Enjoy the weather. It's WIZM, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM.